You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 598, recorded June 29th, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. All right, everybody. Uh, right now, tonight, you get... This is Todd in uh, Kansas City, and we have Alex in San Francisco. Alex, how are you? Hi, this is Alex in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> Chad right now is without electricity in Detroit, and uh, DB is uh, working. DB is working. Uh, yes, yes, DB is working. And so uh, I think we're going to have to talk about the weather without DB and Chad. <laughs> <laughs> now I really want to talk about the weather because it's freaking cold right now in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, uh, hold on. Now, now DB says he's gonna make it. He needs a few minutes to eat something, and he'll let him. Okay. So, so what was that before DB comes on here? We are gonna get him shortly. You said it's really cold in San Francisco. Yeah, it's really cold in San Francisco. It's like in the sixties. I mean, I, I know it's not that cold, but like given the temperature that has been that where that have been, you know, going on for the past few weeks and even the past month, it's like pretty cold. It's fairly cold actually. I have two words so, for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this morning for the first time, I turned on the uh, the heated seats. On the on on the JCW, right? They're they're amazing, aren't they? They're pretty good. They are pretty good. They are, you know, I, I didn't feel so much difference with the uh, the BMW. Uh, the only difference is, um, you know, like on the sides of the seat, right? Because we have like bolstered seats, right? Right. And so the bolsters are a little bit higher than they used to be on the on the beamer yes but for some reason like the the heat would flow through the bolsters on on the beamer but they don't on the jcw so uh but it it does flow it is heated you know that little extension the thigh extension yeah on the jcw seat that part is also heated uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I, you know, probably, like, I didn't pay attention to it. It's just, like, because it was particularly cold this morning, like, the bolsters, like, kept on being cold while my seat was, my, while my seat was warming up, so it was, uh, was kind of fun, a uh, fun thing. That's interesting. I, I don't know, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I never noticed that. I, uh, I drove mine, I got mine early March, and so I did have some cold weather driving to do in it, and I noticed one thing, that the, the heated seats were far superior to what they were in our 14 um, yes. Cooper, which yeah, were, were yeah. pretty bad, and we had the the we didn't have the JCW seats, but we had the sport seats with the JCW interior pack in that car, yeah. and they were cloth, not leatherette. So you'd think they'd convey the heat a little bit better, and you could hardly tell they were on. Now I did talk with the techs, and they did say that they are relative to the outside temperature. So the colder it is outside, like, and it's almost a mental thing, also. They're going to yeah, feel yeah. warmer, but they do. They will get warmer when it's uh, colder outside, much like cars that, say, have a heated steering wheel. Mm. Um, doesn't work unless it's cold outside. Okay, okay. That's interesting. So. Uh, one thing that you may have not uh, – I mean that you probably don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen to last week's show, but I did not get the JCW seats. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I didn't get the JCW seats. Why did you not get the J? What is wrong with you? <laughs> so the reason I didn't get them is because they those seats are not discreet. So I would I would I, would, I don't have a problem saying that they are probably more comfortable than the leatherette seats that I have. But 
I don't like the fact that there is, you know, the stripes in the middle and they are kind of grayish, like greenish, and it's a little bit all over the place. We've also the stickers, you know, around the, um, around like the center stack. It's 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 a little bit too much. There are too many things going on, and I and I that's why I didn't I didn't. You realize when you're them. you realize when you're in the car and you're sitting in the seats, you can't see it, right? And <laughs> and the car and the JCW, you've got an anthracite headliner. It is so dark inside that car, unless you have the windows down on a sunny day, you can't see anything anyway. So I'm yeah. I'm calling you out on this and telling you you are absolutely insane to order a This is blasphemy. It is. It's like it, it's it's kind of I don't even know what it's like. It's like but you I, got a JCW with with 15 inch wheels is what. It well, like. I mean, to be frank though, like the the choices, like the choices is not great. Like it's either like those $1,900 seats with that big, you know, red, you know, uh, band on the side. Like, it's pretty... It's and those look good, pretty. but they're expensive, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Or those class seats, and I think there should be something in the middle. Well, it's a good thing you leased it because your resale value just went down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the, that's the thing. So, I, you know, initially I was planning on buying the car uh, after looking at how much value they lose, you know, kind of, like, really pretty quickly, actually. If you look at... J at um, uh, Kelly Blue Book right now, like you're, uh, I think like a 2015 JCW, like you know, fully loaded. It's probably like close to a forty thousand dollar car. It's worth like twenty nine thousand dollars like a year later. That's insane. So, yeah, that's insane, right? So this is one one reason why I decided to uh, to go with a lease. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, if I if I knew at the beginning what I've been in it, I would have probably had bought gotten like the default you know JCW seats. Uh, but I thought I would be buying it, and it's just more discreet. Like I prefer like discretion. But uh, you know, like initially when I put the order in. So what do you think about a GTI? Because those have the most ridiculous seats. Well, with that plaid. Yeah, I I totally agree. Which is why I would get like the leather seats if I was get if I was getting a GTI. All right, all right. Yeah, I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Of course, that's our friends over at Motoring.com, right? You guys, you've been there. You go there all the time. You buy your things. But I'm going to remind you about them anyway. You know why? Because <clears throat> I don't think you guys know that they sell all the really cool tuner parts for you. Last week, we talked about the pistons, right? Because you have all the boosts. So you get a badass pistons. Did you know that Motoring sells all the like the really cool Craven Speed stuff too? Like you want the short shift kit, which is amazing, especially if you have an R56. Motoring.com has it. You want the Craven Speed lowering springs? Yes, outmotoring.com has got you covered, plus a whole bunch of other out, uh, Craven Speed stuff. So you kill two birds with one stone, support both of the sponsors of the show by shopping at outmotoring.com. Don't forget when you get over there, they have all the things. I don't think you'll be able to order anything before May takes a state. So if you're looking for the lifestyle products, the shirts, the hats, the watches, the shoes, I don't think you're going to be able to get that before May takes a state. And, you, and, and so you have to wait till you get back. When you get back, though, I want you to make sure you click over to outmotoring.com. I want you to make sure you sign up for the uh, email newsletter. And when you do that, really cool, the trick is that that gives you your own 5% discount coupon so that when you do place an order, you get 5% off. Super awesome. If you spend more than 200 bucks, free ground shipping. Super duper awesome. And Aaron's adding like 1,000 pieces of inventory to his stock every month. 1,000 different pieces. So, I mean, literally, if you're looking for anything for your mini, you're going to be able to find it. Where? At OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. I want you to go and check them out. Uh, don't forget to mention what you're afraid of when you place an order. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, this time around. It's OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and custom leather shift and e-brake boots for all mini models. That's OutMotoring.com. Boom. 
Yeah. What, so what do you think so far of the JCW? What are your impressions so far? So uh, really like the first impression, again, I'm going to, for people who listened to the show last week, I'm going to repeat myself. I'm sorry, but uh, really like those tires are awful. It's really, it's probably, you know, I maybe they were as bad on as bad as, as this on the R56 that I had uh, three, four years ago. But uh, those tires are so hard and make so much noise. They're really like destroying the ride. It's what? not like it's it's not great. What They're t- not great what, at all. What tires are on your car? You um, I haven't checked. To be frank, I need to. I need oh, to so you got to tell me. So I can't. I, we we can't talk about this unless you. Uh, yeah. Tell me what I can they go are. check. I can go check. But uh, what? Like, do, don't you think that? I mean. To be frank, though, I've driven the car like 600, 600 miles now, and they are a little bit better. Like, obviously, you know, they are really, really hard at the beginning, but they are a little bit better. But it, it's still like on, on like bad roads uh, where the pavement, it's you know, harsh. like it's very old pavement. It's harsh. Um, it's very harsh. It's, it's very harsh. And see, yeah. I, it's hard for me to to figure out whether it's that or I've got the suspension that is lowered within three millimeters of like just sitting on nothing but springs. Um, (laughs) I mean, seriously, my car is really lowered, but I find the ride very comfortable until you hit a bump and then it's jarring. And I think, like you said, it's probably a combination of my suspension and I have the, the performance run flats, which I don't think are horrible. I, I don't hate them as much as, as you do. I think they've improved them a lot, and they work with the car better than they did in either of the previous two generations of minis. Um, that being said, I won't know until I switch them out. But I'm going to drive the piss out of these tires, and uh, probably after this winter, in the spring, replace them with some some performance, all you know, yeah, summer tires. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from like the the quality of the ride, I think they are also like their threshold, you know, at um, uh, you know, like not high speed, but like uh, intense driving, uh, it's very low. Like they have a very they break low away. threshold, they yeah. and so they don't grip at all. And so, come again? They don't grip at all. Is what you're saying? Yeah, they don't grip at all, right? Exactly. And so I was driving. You know, there are some really really good roads around uh, San Francisco, right outside of San Francisco, like 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away from the city. Uh, I mean, it was those tires were screeching like all the time, and I wasn't pushing the car that hard because you know it's still like in braking in the braking period. Yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, I was you know okay. Ah, oh, fuck the braking. Fuck the break-in period. It's a lease. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> did you do? Did you just do go run it? Like, are you driving it? Like you stole it right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I just hit this yesterday. I hit two thousand miles on the car, and yeah. it is um just about four months old. March, April, May, June, July. Yeah, it's just yeah. four months old, and I just hit two thousand miles. So I really just got to the car, you know, to the point where it's legitimately broken in. Mini mm-hmm. says like a thousand or fifteen hundred miles, but you know, by, by the time it gets to two thousand miles, my suspension has settled to the point where it's comfortable now. It's it's not so stiff. It's like gotten to a point of stasis, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. The tires have broken in. I do think that my tires have gotten better over time. So mm-hmm. give it a little bit of time before you uh, say that yeah. again. And I have noticed also. I would agree with you that they do not grip as well as I had. Um, the uh, uh, Michelin Pilot Super Sports on my GP. Amazing tires. Right? Those are those are like racing tires almost. They are so grippy, and you know. And this car, it breaks away a lot sooner, and it's all the tires. 
Um, it's not that the car is heavier than my GP or, you know, doesn't have as much power or torque or anything. It does yeah, all yeah. those. But, uh, yeah, the tires are a limiting factor on there. But I, I still have fun with the car. I still think it's a blast to drive. No, 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 it is. And so so I, I have two other, like, you know, negative points, and then the rest is mostly positive, and I'll talk about the positive. So okay. the, all right. the two, the other one is I'm not sure about the brakes for some reason. I don't know if it's because I, you know, I went on those, like, twisty roads, and I didn't push the car hard, so I wasn't, like, braking like crazy. But I was in an emergency braking situation two days ago, and and I was, you know, I wasn't like crushing the brakes, but I was expecting something a bit more, yeah, even even though I'm still kind of breaking those brakes in. And so for some reason, I'm I'm a little bit afraid that maybe I I didn't you know them them like enough at the beginning, or maybe it's just me that I didn't press the pedal hard enough. Uh, but it's it's like I. There's I a, remember them being better uh, last year when I drove the car. I don't know. There's a, a, a betting in period of those brakes, and it's going to be two to 500 miles before they're fully um, matched up to there, and I'm sure you're not even quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing. And then the last thing, the last thing that is highly irritating, um, it is 2016. Mini came back in 2002, if I'm correct, right? So that's 14 years now. Mm-hmm. And after 14 years, they still haven't figured out a way to give some to produce a car that doesn't rattle after 200 miles. I have zero rattles. I have zero squeaks in my car. It is silent as a church mouse. Where what where are your rattles and squeaks coming from? I mean, it's probably. So I think there's one. So it's all on the. Passenger middle slash passenger side. Uh, there is one probably located on the B pillar, mm-hmm. and there is one probably somewhere around like the sunroof. Uh, and I know you're gonna say, you know, sunroof. That's what it is. That's because you get a sunroof and stuff. I would that's say exactly what it is. Uh, yes, but still, like I had a sunroof on the 135 and the car after three years of Boston roads, which you know, for whomever lives in Boston, They're know horrible. how bad the roads are. Yeah, perfect. Like was no rattle after three years. Like the car was rock solid. Um, and so and so, it's kind of it's a little bit disappointing. Like it's a. Uh, it's it's a little bit disappointing and and it mostly comes when I don't know how to describe those that that type of pavement but you know it's like the whole old pavement that is right. really very silver like almost white right I don't know if you see what I'm describing and yeah. you have that kind of pavement like on like old um, old sections of the highway and so on there like it's very you know it makes a lot of noise the the plus the tires being really hard doesn't help and so the car vibrates a lot and so that's why you hear those. Uh, those, uh, that's why I hear those rattles, but it's, it's like it's annoying. It's just annoying because otherwise, like it feels, you know, it feels like mostly it feels like much more solid than previous generation. I think we've been saying this on the show for a while now, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm really disappointed in that. And uh, I think I need someone to drive the car so I can find those rattles and and put some felt tape on there. Okay, so whatever. I don't know. Well, here's what I I can't wait. I I hope you make it down to uh, to Palm Springs from the Texas States because mm-hmm. that'll be an opportunity for us to have both of our JCWs there and we can swap cars and and see the difference. Because I would think if anybody would have rattles, it would be me. With the because low, of the, the suspension, yeah, with the lowered suspension, it's so stiff um, right now. But I think the fact that that KW suspension that's on there is so good, it probably does away with a lot of. The, I mean, it it helps. I mean, I, I don't know the car. If I hit a bump, I'll get airborne. It's it's that <laughs> stiff 
but it's the race car feel that I'm used to in the GP, and I absolutely love it. It's very comfortable to drive on the highway, on a smooth highway, but, you know, if you hit something, a bump or, or whatever, it's jarring. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. B- because I'm so low. But yeah, and- I don't have any rattles. I don't have any rattles. That's amazing to me is I don't have any squeaks. I don't have any rattles. The only thing for me is if I if I hit a bump, you know, like I have my toolkit in the back that I work yeah. with. And that'll yeah. rattle, but I know exactly what that is. That's the same sound it's always made in all my cars. And if I take those out, the car is silent otherwise. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and on and on the good side, uh, you know, it's it's really fun to drive. Like even in the city, that's that's really really fun. Um, I I you know I kind of I like how it looks. I can I I, I get you. I mean, except for the front bumper, obviously. Like I like how it looks. It's a it's a good looking car, and um, and rebel green is amazing. I don't think you know. We've what was the color on your on on the GP one? Uh, it was thunder uh, blue metallic. Thunderblue metallic and rebel green or Cronaut green as it was called before. Uh-huh. Uh, it's those are the best colors ever put on a mini. I think uh, obviously chili red is like it's chili red, so that's great. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean rebel green is a really good looking color. That's a, that's I'm, I don't regret having spent like the money to get that color. Um, See that's why I think else? you're insane because yeah. you got you, you paid the money for the color but you didn't get the JCW seats and I'm still scratching my head over that. <laughs> 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 I'm glad Gabe's not on the show because he'd probably never speak to you again. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, what else? I think the technology is not that bad. It's not great. That's horrible. Uh, it's absolutely. not that bad. But uh, I, what I like is when you know when you plug it in um, and you turn on like Mini Journey XL. And you look for an address and you send it to the GPS. That's super fast, and that, that I love that. It's, I, it's, I don't I don't have that because I'm just got the media pack, which is good because we're gonna have our experiences of you've got the full navigation system, and yeah. I have the smaller screen without the navigation, so yeah. I, I don't get the the luxury of that. However, I did. I, I am familiar with it, and I used it because our our 2014 Cooper had yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the same kit, and I never used it, and I, yeah. I never used the navigation because I thought. I know where I'm going. Uh, it's ridiculous, and my iPhone was much faster than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's that. Yeah, sure. Like sometimes, like this morning, I was in a rush. I was late for a meeting, so I didn't waste time like plugging in. I just, you know, Google. I mean, I just searched for the address on uh, Apple Maps. Uh, but the the navigation system is also pretty good. Um, you know, I was worried about. The differences that you get with you know ways traffic you know ways level of accuracy in, uh, when it comes to traffic and and uh, navigation systems such as this one the traffic it's built pretty in pretty good the traffic yeah. built into the mini system I think is phenomenal even in a city like Kansas City where there's a not a lot of information but it it's the way they get it is so it was always accurate and always helpful for rerouting you for delays. And it would give you the option. It would say, listen, there's more than a five-minute delay, so we're going to reroute you. Or more than a – there's a – you can set that limit, by the way, yeah, yeah. to like a five-minute or eight-minute or ten-minute, whatever it is, and uh, it'll reroute you. And it'll give you the choice. It'll say this yeah, is – Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And uh, and to the point that, you know, like during the first week I had it, I keep comparing like the, the routes that I would get from the nav and the routes that I would get from Waze. And it was pretty much the same all the time. So yeah. I decided to completely ditch ways, uh, remove Google Maps because they, you know, they would keep tracking me like all the time. Yeah. And uh, and also Apple, you know, Apple Maps is gonna get so much better with iOS 10 that I said, you know, let's ki- let's stick with Apple Maps and I'm, I'm and I'll be fine. Um, 
There's also this cool thing when you can set up like uh, intermediary stops. So when you're doing, you know, like those uh, those road trips uh, across California, you know, I've I've looked up like a website where this guy like works at Facebook. He, he uh, like you know he basically keep a journal of all the cool roads that he drives around the, around the, in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's great because you can add like those you know those intermediary destination and so you don't right. have to worry about like looking up the way uh, on your on your on your phone or whatever it's it's really nice. Yes, that is really um, cool that to be able to add that in the in the mini navigation yeah. system. It's uh, it's very nice to be able to add intermediary points after you've already got a destination. It does yeah, allow yeah. you to do that. So it it is pretty good at that. So no, it's really good. And uh, but the the problem is is that it doesn't work with the mini. Well, actually, no, it does. But it's not intuitive. So you can you can you can add uh, you can search like for different addresses for the in the mini journey and add them to your route. So that's so that's pretty cool. The um, the other thing, two other things. Uh, the the automatic transmission is phenomenal. Uh, I you know I had like the dual clutch transmission on the on the 135, mm-hmm. and sometimes at very low speed, like you would take a lot of time to downshift um and uh and that was a little bit annoying because like you it's almost like the the car was about to um how do you say it again in english um to uh you know when you miss your clutch change how does it how, how you say it uh, todd uh <laughs> when you miss a gear I, I don't no know. not when you miss a gear like you're really seeing like your clutch too fast and then your car stalls right okay so it was almost like your my the car was about to stall like on the 135 but the the, the the automatic transmission like in the city or on the highway and even in on the streets she roads like it's really really good it's very intuitive i think yeah it's very intuitive and uh and then the last thing is the car like has to be driven like all the time like yeah you, i mean it's you can't it's baby the thing. Evident- yeah exactly it's very evident that it's asking to go fast <laughs> Uh, and so that's that's a funny thing. That's a that's that's a thing that I notice. Like every time I'm at a stop sign or at a red light, uh, and even pressing, you know, the gas a little bit, like he wants to go, like really, like you know, aggressively. Uh, and it's fun. And so that's no, I can't wait to reach that 1500 miles. 15, yeah, 1500 miles. Dude, threshold. don't wait. Do not wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> the car's under warranty. I'm not kidding. Um. Yeah, and I'm seriously saying that because it's a lease and you're going to turn it in in three years. If it were your car and you're keeping it, yeah, because for me, the break-in period, and I've always said this, it's the difference of of having issues with the car at, say, 100,000 miles or having issues at 150,000 miles. You're not going to have the car at either of those points, so it's really the next guy's problem. And I hate that. That sounds terrible. (laughs) <laughs> but but that is also the reason why know the car you're buying from whoever it was. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to bring – DB's ready. We're going to bring him in here and uh, talk about this because it, following up on your technology. Yeah, um, talk about J.D. Power. Yeah, I got I, – I was uh, – and we haven't said this on the show yet. Um, I got the J.D. Power uh, uh, survey on my new car. So anyway, D- DB, are you here? Yeah, did you get the dollar? I did. I got a crisp dollar, and I'm saving it uh, uh, to go to Vegas on many takes of states. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take a picture. It's like, this is what I'm doing with my J.D. Powers dollar. So, 
Uh, Todd, I wanted to ask you about that, uh, the J.D. Power survey that you got, the new one. So normally J.D. Power asks about the size of the cup holders and the placement of switches yeah. and knobs and that kind of thing, which I, is how we ended up with the F56 to begin with. That's right. Or the R56. So did they ask those same kind of questions? I got or? none of that. This was a complete survey. It took, by the way, it took me at least 30 minutes to complete this. So it, the, the dollar was almost laughable at that wow. point. Because it takes a long time to go through and read all the things and rate everything, and then you know, right? Yeah, Todd, it's very expensive by the hour. So yeah. uh, JD Power, you're missing the f- missing this up. Yeah, next time I might just pocket the dollar and say screw it. No, <laughs> seriously, uh, I want the car to be better, and that's why I, I, I took this and, and was honest. But this was completely about technology and comfort in the car. It was really? it was 100 percent about the the tech in the vehicle and and comfort. And by that, um, let me say. The comfort aspect, it, it basically asked what, what equipment was on the car, and then they kind of tailor it to that, right? Right. And um, it was very, uh, like, there were a lot of questions about lumbar support. Like, really? Would you want lumbar support? And if you had it, would you like it to be electronic? Would you like it to be manual? I mean, all of these crazy things. I'm going, I'm sorry, once you said it, I'm never going to touch it again. So it's kind of ridiculous. Um you know, I had it in the GP. I like, you know, you set it and you're like, okay, I never have to touch it. Never even have to think about that you have it. So that was kind of crazy to me. But the rest of the survey, the majority of it <clears throat> was about technology and ease of use. Everything from phone connectivity to built-in apps in the car okay. to uh, how do you like the controls for the heated seats, hmm. for uh, access to onboard information like car information car health they car called it oh right like the tire pressure oil pressure exactly all exactly all of those things like where would you prefer they ask for a preference of where do you want access to that would you rather have it in a touch screen or the oh. iDrive controller or in dash in a button or whatever and right. i think my answers almost universally at the end were put it in a touch screen because then it makes it a lot more you know, yeah, you get used to the the controller and being able to navigate through that, but I think in this day and age of having iPhones and Android phones and iPads and everything with the touch screen, it just makes a lot more sense that that's the way your mind works now in everything, right? right. You don't have to change gears when you get in a car, no pun intended. But anyway, so little things like that and and example for heated seats. Would you want the heated seats controlled through? Your iDrive controller through menus in it, and I said absolutely not. Oh, that would suck. I want a phys- yeah button. Keep yeah button. I said no. I want a physical button in the in the center stack. I right. said keep it there because it makes sense. It also asked, are you happy with the number of settings for the heated seats? And I said, yeah, they're great. There's three settings on it. Um, I always put it on high, but then sometimes it gets a little warm and you have to tone it down. Um, it was funny, DB. We talked about that a little bit before you got here, but you may have talked about it last week's show. What's that? Without the heated seats in the, we in the new JCW. We so, so there is one thing I before you continue, Todd. There is one thing I, I, um, I, two things I want to say about the, the the physical button. Like if, like if we envision a a screen or or let's say a UI that is similar to what we would have on the Tesla. So you would have like the those basic controllers such as the temperature and uh, the heated seats like always available on the screen. Like whatever you do on that screen, it would be always there. So that for me would be a good compromise for an, right. a physical button. But in in a world where 
you know, Mini is probably going to have CarPlay as opposed to continue, you know, develop their own interface. Uh, that button is gone. Like it's not like you have to get out of CarPlay right. to actually to would have access it. So in that case, like I would I would stick with the physical button. And just one thing, can can you clarify? So you. So sometimes people don't receive the full JD Power survey. Yeah, just I was receive parts of it. It was funny because I got this uh, a week ago, and uh, I remember texting you guys and saying, "Hey, look who's <laughs> look who's a JD Power family again." And the DB's like, "Did you get the dollar?" And I had to send a picture of the the crisp yeah, dollar bill. Todd sent over a picture of the dollar. But basically, I thought it was the normal JD Power like we got for our 2014, which was the whole litany of questions, everything from the size of the fuel tank to to whatever, right? So I was expecting that, and then when I log on to take it, because it's online now, um, it was all about technology. And I thought, well, this is kind of interesting. And you can kind of tell by the way the questions were worded and the way it was tailored what they're looking for and pretty much what people are complaining about. They're, They're trying to solve some problems, and my guess is technology, not my guess, I know for a fact that in all cars, technology is the number one complaint among all car buyers um, right. on JD Powers. That people they say it's confusing, it's hard to hard to use. No, it doesn't work. And um, I basically just said, dude, just put Apple CarPlay in there and call it a day, right? Because it, it asks about the apps, like let's say the built-in apps to Mini Connected, and they're built into the the system of the car. I said they're completely unnecessary because most of them. I would say 90% of them are music-based, other than, say, Glimpse, which is a social... Uh, the social uh, following thing yeah, in yeah. states in 2014. GPS social, if you will. You know, like they, you, there's a map that shows where you are and show your friends where you are, which is kind of cool. Um, other than that, everything else is about 90% music. Everything from Pandora to Amazon Music to, jeez, uh, uh, I don't know, a Stitcher radio, uh, which we're on, by the way. White Roof Radio is on Stitcher Radio. And Bike Ride, uh, Ride Bikes Radio is on Stitcher as well. There you go. So you can listen to your favorite podcasts on that. But my point was, why would I go through two or three extra clicks to plug the phone in to do that instead of just going right to the app on my phone, launching it, and immediately being where I want, hitting play, and it streams the music whether I'm plugged in or Bluetooth audio, you're listening to it on your phone. You're, you're done. You've, got the, you've accomplished the same thing. So, um, and even if you're Bluetooth connected to it, you can uh, uh, forward, rewind, go to the next track. Your steering wheel controls still work. So my point was, why is it an app? Why do you have to go to extra steps? You're not really gaining anything. Right. You know, it's well, a, it, it, if it's Appified, doesn't it give you that really cool? Uh, it gives you like the cover art on yes, the screen. You do get that with Bluetooth. Like if you were to Bluetooth Stitcher. You wouldn't necessarily get correct uh, the album art, for example. Correct. Now, if you're plugged in, if you're USB plugged in, and you're still using it, I do get the album art. For example, uh, this past week, I used. What else are we available on? Um, Overcast. Overcast. I used. Overcast works with Mini Connected, according to Alex. Okay, so I used Overcast <laughs> directly. By the way, so I was in my house. And I started listening to you guys, your last week's show, on Overcast. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, let's give us an Overcast bump here and see how it works. So I, I uh, started playing it there. When I got into the car, I plugged my phone in, and it immediately came up. And the White Roof Radio logo came up on the screen. Nice. So my point is, there's no need to go out of that into Mini Connected, 
go to an app to make the same thing happen when it's already happening. Okay? You see, the point is, like, it's redundant. It's, it's like, oh, man, I don't even know how to describe what it's like, but... It's like why would you why would you go to another app to make it work when you already are in the app? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I've already got it here. Basically it's an app within another app, but they're all collected together. Right. So I well, guess if you wanted to bounce from Pandora to Stitcher yeah, I, to I think I think the the key here is that if it's on this, that if it's built, if it's one of those apps that's many support, many connected supports, then you can also control it with the iDrive controller, right? You can, you, you can, can access and, that way and all that. Yes, you can. You can go to playlists and your favorites like that. Which, if you're just going on your phone and you don't have a nice phone mount like I do, you would have to do all that through the phone. So it is in, there is a convenience there. Don't get and me wrong. Safety. Yeah, there is a little bit more safety there. But when your phone is mounted the way I've got it. It is faster and easier for me to access it because it is right there by the screen. My hand doesn't have to move any farther than it would to change a radio station or turn the volume knob. Right. So I don't know. Um, I'm After having the car for four months and using it the way I use it, I rarely, if ever, go into Mini Connected to Thanks. use any of those apps. I just don't. They're, they're right. worthless to me. Fair enough. You know what? I'm a little late tonight, so you have to forgive me, but I just need to take a quick second here. I'm seeing a picture on our Slack channel yes, where sir. Chad is eating his dinner using wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that right? Chad's not with us now. He doesn't have power at his house in Detroit tonight. Um, Chad has snap-on flatware. That's what it he is. He has snap-on flatware, so it's a it's a steak knife on one end, and it looks like a 13-millimeter wrench on the other. Is that, is that what I'm seeing? Am I seeing this? I mean, I that had is, a beer, so. No, that is exactly what you're seeing. That is exactly not, what you're like, actually freaking out here. That is exactly what you're seeing, and it's completely appropriate because it's Chad. It's Chad. And okay. that Chad looks pretty good, by the way. Sorry. It does. He's having brats, <laughs> and he's, he's cutting his brats with a $150 snap-on steak knife. It's actually a very healthy dinner. That now that I think of it, <laughs> I know it's a rele- it's, I know it's irrelevant, but anyways. Alex, Alex, you don't eat pork. I mean, if they, maybe if they were yeah. turkey. Yeah, I know, t- but I mean, like it's you know, it's just like, it's grilled meat and then like vegetable. I mean, like a good salad. It's, it's it nice. is. It is. And then you know, on the off chance that you need a thirteen millimeter oh a box and ranch, <laughs> <laughs> and your guy. If you need to loosen a nut while you're eating dinner, you're you're, have, you're having go. some brats. You need to do some barbecue repair. Boom. You're probably gonna cut your you know, arm off while you're doing it because it's a sharp steak knife on the other end. But hey, you know, matter, and yeah. his and his coaster says minus the beer. That was Chad, the bear. I, I think that was a. I think it was Chad's old band. I think that's a that's the title for the show. Minus the bear. Yeah, I think that's Chad's <laughs> old band. If I'm not mistaken, that, then put that in the notes for me, Alex. If you'd be so kind. Anyhow, guys, I'm sorry. I'm anyway, sorry. so yeah, back to my JD Power survey. But it was all technology based and. Um, I basically said, bring Apple CarPlay. That's that's really what I want. Uh, I also, it asked the question of all these things, you know, going to the list, how would you want to control these? And most of them I answered, give me a touch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how soon that happens. Oh, here's the, here's the ultimate question that I thought was really telling. It okay. asked, would you be willing to put up with bugs and glitches if you had the opportunity to use brand new technology, and I said absolutely, I gave it an eleven on. What? Do you, what, what? Sorry, coming in. What's the question? I, would I you be willing? Would, would you be willing to put up with bugs and glitches to have the opportunity to use brand new technology? On oh, totally. Yeah, in, totally. Instead of waiting for it to be tried and true, waiting a couple years for it to be completely tested. Um, 
would you be willing to do it? And I said, no, absolutely. Give me the latest technology. Let's, you know, see how it works and, and work on it. Instead of waiting, like now, every car on the market you can buy has Android Play or whatever, you know, Android in car and, and Apple CarPlay. And we're left going, I don't know. I mean, unless I go rent a car, I'm not going to get a chance to use it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, what's great with uh, with uh, like you know, one thing that is great about Google is that, and also you know, kind of what most technology companies are doing these days is uh, they have really trained people about using beta version of products and being happy with beta versions of products, right? Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I totally on the same page as you. I think I wouldn't mind. I, actually, in fact, I would be super excited by trying something that is better, right? Like, I would be totally up for it. Yeah, and I think BMW, the, the history of them is they wait until things are perf- perfected in their eyes. Um, we all kind of laugh at that. It's tongue-in-cheek. But until they're like, okay, this absolutely works. The problem with that is you end up releasing a car. Alex and I are driving around in a car with this thing called Mini Connected, which is a technology that is now eight years old. Okay? Right. And they really haven't changed a lot about it. I mean, the the way you interact with it changes a little bit, and they've added and removed some apps. But it's still pretty much nowhere near. And, Alex, you're the only one I think who's used CarPlay. But it's nowhere even in the same league, is it? No, it's not. I mean, uh, I mean... Again, like I'm going to repeat myself because I said this for the past three weeks. CarPlay does very few things, but it does them so well that you're like, that's enough. That's really all I need. Uh, map, maps, you know, it's Apple Maps, but it, Apple Maps has really, really like progressed like really well over the past two years. So it's uh, it's good progress. It's not Google Maps, but it's really good. So you can go by with this. Uh, you have Overcast. Overcast. Overcast is one of the few native apps on CarPlay. Uh, when you get a phone call, that's that's amazing. Siri works really well in the car. Uh, it dictates you know messages really well. Um, what else is there? Like the you know iTunes is good. Uh, you know that's pretty much what it does. And honestly, that's all you need. That's all you need on your car. You need like a, a good map, mapping uh, app, right? You need your podcast player, your music player. And, you know, like the, the phone, like if someone calls you and messages app, like you can read and dictate messages. Right. You don't was, need really anything else. Yeah. Right? And that Except was, for having access to the car's uh, status, you know, tires, right? oil, all of that stuff. That's it. Right. And that was one of the uh, a set of questions they kept asking over and over again is, you know, do you want the ability to voice command and respond to text messages? And I'm like, absolutely. So, you know, you save distractions when you're driving. It, if you do that, because right now your mini will, a text message comes in, it comes up on my screen and I can have the car read it to me. It'll pause whatever's going and it'll read the text message to me. I don't have to even take my eyes off the road basically, but I want the ability to respond. And right now there's no ability, there's no way to respond to that in the system that is set up now, unless you go to Siri and say, Hey Siri, respond to my latest text message. Right. So it's kind of our, it like, it sort of works. But it only works to a point. You're like, well, wait, this is it? That's all I get? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I'm sure a lot of it is safety related. They're like, they don't want you texting and driving. But mm-hmm. my attitude is it's no more than a conversation with somebody in the car. I mean, are you any more distracted if you just say, respond to the text message and say it out loud? I'm still, my eyes are on the road. They've never left the road. 
Well, yeah, that's a different. I mean, you're not holding your phone, so as long as you're not holding your phone, right, right. So, so anyway, that was uh, that was just one of the series of questions. Is is do you want the ability to do voice command? Because our cars, Alex, yours and mine both have a number of voice commands in them uh, to be able to do. You can even ask it vehicle stat. You can press the the voice button and say vehicle status, and it will come up on your screen your tire pressure and give you the option to check your oil. If you just say the word vehicle status. Mm-hmm. So things like that are convenient. Yeah. But my question is, did your dealer tell you that when you delivered your car? No, no, he didn't. Like he barely <laughs> went over. Like the, he barely went over. the. And again, like I don't want to criticize them because, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, how do I say this? Uh-oh. If I were someone that... Um, that is not interested in that stuff and fiddling with it, right? I would be kind of annoyed that I, I haven't been explained how this thing works, right? Right. But I'm willing to figure it out because I'm that guy who uh, I've, you know, likes to have fun with it. I think you're uh, like all of us. Yeah, you're like, don't, yeah, yeah, don't waste my time now because I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, but it's but some things like are really annoying. For instance, I still haven't figured out how to set like my home address as default. Like I, it's and I've been searching for it, <laughs> and I still can't do it, um, and that's annoying. And same for the work address, right? Um, so those are the few annoying things. But they, they don't, they don't. I don't know if it's because there's too much. I don't know if they, because they're not receiving the proper training, or I don't know if because they just don't care. But I, well, I received like zero training on this. Yeah, yeah, and that was another thing about the JD Power survey is they asked, did your dealer adequately explain this to you? Where did you, where did you learn about it? And it gives you the option of. The dealer explained it. The dealer explained it thoroughly, and I read the manual. And then one of the other options was I learned about it online or from friends. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. check as many of these as you want to. And you know, I gave the dealer props because I'm a unique situation in that I probably know as much or more about these cars than even they do. Well, and they write you a check twice a month too, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's that, and you know, when when it comes back to them, I'm sure my name is probably attached to it in some way. But I, I did give my dealer props because whenever I have a question, if they don't know the answer to it, they'll find the answer and and tell me and have in the past. And so I do appreciate that. But Alex, you're right. Um, like, no, don't waste my time here. I'll figure it out, or I'll ask, or I'll read the manual. Any mm-hmm. any any one of those things, it's fine. But there's a lot of basic features, like people who are who are not intelligent enough to say Bluetooth pair a phone with the car. I mean, I think the three of us here wouldn't have a problem with that, right? Right. To, to figure out how to pair your phone, we've done yeah. that before. Yeah. But there are many people who would just be like, "I have no clue. I just no. I I won't even use the phone." You know, that is the answer you're going to get from a lot of people. That sounds like my mother. What I've had some experience with this whole pairing cars with Bluetooth phones lately. Yeah. I've done three different cars in the last, let's just say, three, we'll say two or three months. Mm-hmm. So I've done a Jeep. I've done a Chevy Equinox mm-hmm. and a Honda CRV. And all three of them, and they're all new-ish mm-hmm. within the last three years, all of them super simple. Yep, yep. And what so, kind of what kind of phones were you pairing, by the way? I, iPhones oh. and one Android. Android to the Honda CRV without okay. issue at all. Just went doot, doot, doot. Okay, connected. I gotta say the Honda the Honda yeah. interface is very intuitive and very easy to, to connect. Honda interface is actually almost brilliant. I'd say it happens automatically. You get in the car, it just you're yep. connected. Done yep. and done. Exactly. You play music, it plays music. You wanna make a phone call, it makes the phone calls. Receives your phone calls, it does everything automatically. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Well which is nice. 
Alex and I have noticed some glitches in the in the mini system, and those are if you're let's say you're listening to a playlist on your phone, and it doesn't matter whether you're listening via Bluetooth or whether your phone is plugged in. Mm. You're, you're listening to a playlist, and you're like, okay, I'm to my destination. I get out of the car, I take my phone with me. I'm in there for the day or even a couple of hours. I come back, I plug my phone in, or I turn the car on. You expect the playlist to be in the same place, right? I would expect for my car to continue playing where it last played. Exactly. That's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. if I get yep. out of the car and I'm listening to Spotify, for example, when I get back into my car, it picks up where I was last playing. Yeah, it picks up in the middle of a song even. The song yeah. doesn't keep playing. It's just like, <laughs> hey, the CD stopped. We're just going to pick it right back up. Well, right. Alex and I have experienced this does not always happen. Oh. We can't figure out why or what scenario makes it that way, but occasionally you'll get back in the car and your song playlist will just play all songs starting at the very beginning. And you'll see because it'll say, I'm playing one out of 8,644 songs. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. That's weird. Then I got to scroll. And the, the worst part is that you keep you hate that song. Yeah, because exactly. Like, it keeps on You're playing like, and playing. You hate I'm it. deleting like, that song. I'm like, I'm going to back home and delete it from my H's library. Yes. At like a thousand plays. I am the same way, Alex. I have the exact same issue. And I did that. <laughs> and now I'm on to a new song. It's like, now I hate this song. <laughs> yeah, but after that, you have like no H's library. Like, it's, <laughs> like how do you deal with this? <laughs> right. So um, it, it is annoying. And we can't figure out why. And so I hope, hopefully, maybe on Mini Takes the States, we'll get the opportunity to ask somebody. What yeah, the hell is going end, on here? To end on a positive note, you don't need uh, the uh, Apple, uh, you know, the actual Apple cable to make uh, Mini need... Journey work. Like you... it works with a third-party cable. You do need an authorized cable, though. Like I'm saying, oh, it's an authorized. Yes, it is. That's, uh, okay, okay. That's okay. the difference Cause... because if you buy one from, say, the Quick Trip for a dollar, yes, yes, it which... won't work. Yeah, I agree. I <laughs> which agree. they do because... sell them. They do, and a lot of people use them, and they're like they're bright and pink, and they're pretty, and and uh, girls love them, and some guys love them. Not not that there's anything so, wrong with that. You need to get a cable from Apple, or you need yes. to go to like monoprice.com if you want like cables that are authorized. I think monoprice cables are authorized, and they're way cheaper than Apple cables. And you'll know yeah, immediately when you plug your phone in if it's not working because a message will come up on the display that says. You have plugged in an accessory that is not compatible with the mini system, and the phone won't charge. It won't do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it responds, and you'll know immediately. And there are people who are like, why isn't my phone charging? It's like, that's because you're using a $2 cable from QuickTrip. <laughs> Seriously, I, I've seen it happen a hundred times. Yeah, if your cable's pink, it's not going to work. Yeah, probably not. I'm not going to say definitely not because there might be. I will. I will go out on a limb and I'm going to say definitely not. I I bet you know that um, one of the big manufacturers, like a Griffin or somebody, makes a pink cable that works. That's. Mm. But if you buy it, if it's got a name brand on it, like Griffin, for example, or one of the big, you know, electronic companies that makes accessories, mm -hmm. you're probably good. Yeah, you're probably, probably good. But yeah. don't use cheap cables. So. Okay. Cool. Anyway, DB, I think we need it's time for a, a sponsor spot. Uh, yeah, we're towards the middle of the show. So I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. You guys remember these guys, right? They sell all the cool stuff. It's computer drafted, computer crafted, made of unobtainium and amazing unicorn tears and magic. It's awesome stuff. I think I just made Alex snort a little bit. Me. <laughs> it's, it anyway, was, it was I want you guys to go over to CravenSpeed.com, and there you're going to find all the cool stuff for your car. 
uh, right? The, the platypus mount, if you live in a state that has to have a front-mounted license plate and you don't want your holes in your bumper. Uh, the dipstick, if you have a Gen 1 or Gen 2 Mini and you want to be able to check your oil without breaking the dipstick, you want to be able to read your dipstick and actually see how much oil is in your car. You have an F56, you want an intake? Cravenspeed.com has got you covered. You have an R53, it's the first-generation uh, Mini Cooper S, and you're going to put a pulley on it because nobody's done it yet. You're going to go over to Cravenspeed. You're going to get it there. Right? Right. You're also going to go over there if you want a cool way to hook up your phone to your car. Craven Speed's got you covered. Just telling you, go over to CravenSpeed.com. Check out all the things they sell for your Mini. It's all super awesome, super great, super rad. And and if you're one that wants to like do a DIY install, they have a full line of instructions for to do all the installations, including for the short shift kit, which is dope. Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. And even the Craven Speed gear shift lever, which, gear shift knob, which is super amazing. I still have one in my car. It's super rad. All those things and a whole lot more available for you over at Craven Speed. And also when you get there, I want you to sign up for the email newsletter. You get like an email like a year or every other month, eh, maybe twice a year. You'll get an email from them. And it's only when they add new stuff to the site. Super awesome. Just go over there and do that. And then when you do, if you do order anything from Craven, I want you to make sure that when you do a checkout, there's a place there to leave a comment. I want you to say thanks for supporting Y Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. Go over and check them out, please. Boom. Anyway. Boom. We hey. The, we'll, uh, we'll do other sponsors after. Yeah, we will. The, the other news this week that, that came out, and uh, it hadn't hit motoring file yet. I'm, I'm sure it will. And this is something that I have to say that I said about three months ago, and Uh-oh. nobody believed me. Gabe told me I was insane. Dude, you're insane. And that was that uh, many ended their partnership um, with the uh, uh, Miles Ahead program at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Really? Yeah. I knew this back in March. I can't say. I don't know whether I left it in the show or not. But Gabe was like, no, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, they picked up all their JCWs, and they're closing down the, the program there. And I thought at the time that it was they were just going to move it to the the BMW Center in uh, in Thermal, California, outside of mm-hmm. Palm Springs. And that's where they were going to do it. No, that's not the case. The press release that came out today said something to the effect that they're still going to be partnered with Mini, kind of. And they'll go to dealers in individual cities and offer like some driver education programs or driver safety programs. But it's not, hey, you get to go to Indianapolis Motor Speedway and do some uh, uh, high-performance driver training and, and learn some things there. That has gone bye-bye and uh, with, with the, the appearance of it here is that that's not going to be a possibility anymore. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. don't know whether they're going to do something at the at the BMW test track in California or not. I, I think eventually they will. But Alex and I were saying, you know, before we started the show also, I can imagine with as bad as sales have been with Mini and, and profits being down and, and all of that, they're cutting expenses wherever they can. And that's the kind of thing now where they're just like, no, we don't have the money to dump into this anymore. It's sad. It's sad. That's just speculation. But uh, I, I think it'll be back. I think we just got to give it a little bit of time. But, hey, if you wanted to go to Indianapolis to do the uh, uh, Miles Ahead program, August is their last date. So that is uh, that is going bye-bye. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because they, they were doing some really, really good things. Uh, 
they're the good, you know, fan traction, I guess. Um, it's yeah. just, you know, when it's just, it's it's always like this, honestly. When you look at uh, when you look at WRC, any other, you know, uh, manufacturer sponsored, you know, events. Like when things go bad, they just cut everything. I mean, this this is the one of the first thing they cut always. Right. So it's kind of not. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's also not surprising given the state of sales, as you said, uh, uh, Todd. Right, right. So, I mean, that's just speculation on my part, but it would make sense because I think it was a, a successful program. They were always sold out. Uh, it was very hard to get into. You know, and they were doing well. Honestly, the team was doing well, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, which then begs the next question is, what's that going to mean for the uh, sponsorship of the JCW racing team? Are they just are they like, killing the program at Indianapolis and going to put more money into it? Or maybe, you know, is it possible that we saw the last year of the Continental Sports Car <clears throat> Challenge? Or, you know, or maybe they're going to just um, go back to being dealer-sponsored. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I do not know the answer to that. But I think we'll know within the next year. Because um, I, know, I know LAP Motorsports is still doing stuff. And they're going to be at the IMSA race this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a Continental Sports Car Challenge. Not only that, but actually there. I've heard, I was talking to our man uh, Pedro down in Florida. And they've got a track weekend coming up here pretty soon. At Sebring, yes. They're, yeah, yeah. So they got Randy Smalley going to be cruising down there, and they also have uh, Lewis from Lap Motorsports going to be going down for their track weekend. Pretty and dope. I believe we've got one of the people from Lap Motorsports coming to Mini Takes the States. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, that event's happening in Sebring. You're right, uh, October first. Yes, yes. Pedro's got they got some really cool people going down to check it out. And that's pretty dope. Absolutely, and it's a great track down there in Florida. So uh, go check it out if you have the opportunity. Right. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was the other other big news this week. I don't know if there's any other. Man, I've been working my butt off. No, there's nothing else, and <laughs> haven't really paid much attention to. Uh... If, if you're looking for something, you're looking for some pretty pictures. Uh, Kurt Hyden posted up over at MotoringFile.com a wrap up of mini minis on top, oh, which just a, happened. Yeah, always a great event. event. Oh man, I would love to go to that event. Now, from what I I looked, seeing pictures on Facebook, and I guess the weather was perfect. It wasn't windy. It wasn't cold. And it was just an amazing event this year. Uh, so go over to motoringfile.com and check that out. Yeah, there's a bunch of great pictures. And then lastly, I think Alex is the only one who sat through the uh, the video. It's um, Anders Warming talking about uh, the concept, the the next 100 concept. Oh, the, the weird rover-looking concept? Yeah, that, that, yeah. The, 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 the shareable mini, if you will, that is basically customizable by – Hey, you get in the car and you're like, I don't want stripes on this. And electronically, it puts stripes on it or, you know, and it's a shared car that every, it's just like a community car. Everybody gets in like, I'm going to drive this for a couple hours now. I'm just going to leave it here on the corner. And I'm, I'm being facetious because they're really doing this in Seattle and San Francisco and a couple other cities. Yeah, but not with this particular mini. No, no. not with this particular mini, but the, the, the seeds of the idea of this mini are out there. But anyway, um, this concept, Alex, what are your thoughts on this when, when uh, the head of design, Anders Warming, was describing this concept? Yeah, so so before I, I dive into this and I, I just wanted to share, I don't know if you guys had a chance to uh, look, watch those videos, you know, some, every I time saw like, the, I saw releases the like a car, yeah. there's a series of like side videos that never, you know, reach the mainstream news because they are too kind of too long and there is basically nothing going on except, you know, the camera going around or in and out of the car. And, uh, if and they're you all animated the one, on top of it yeah, too. It's not like yeah, reality yeah, there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and and the one that that is about the exterior design, I think, is really really interesting to look at because I'm fairly certain, and and if Gabe was here, I'm sure he would confirm that. Like it gives us you know probably cues around like the I'm gonna call it like the G generation because that's what's come in the in the BMW uh, in the BMW world after the F generation. So um, so there are some really interesting things, uh, really interesting like design cues that I'm you know I'm excited to see what the next concepts are going to look like because uh, it it sounds that they are going back to something that is a bit more that is simpler. Uh, that is slicker, uh, that has a lot of presence, and I'm sure the car will keep growing. Uh, and with with interesting changes, especially to the to the rear lights and the and the front headlights. Um, so I'm you know I'm I'm excited by it. I'm honestly I'm excited by the by the design of the concept, like from the outside. From the inside, it's really I mean I don't know. It's kind of there's a lot of things that are probably relevant to what will happen in the future. I think what's great about um, the, the one thing that is great about the, the uh, interior design shots is that the center, you know, that center stack speedo, I mean, retired speedo rather, is still going to be there. It's very much part of the identity of the car, which we, I think, will love on the show. Um, so I don't know what you guys think of the car. I don't well, know if you had I a chance to, here's to look what, at it. Here's what's interesting uh, about it is uh, what they show the inside of this car is very similar. It's like an evolution of the i3, for example. If you've been in, I've driven an i3. And it's kind of sparse like that. And because it's uh, um, the car's fully electric, there's no kind of drivetrain tunnel in it. You get this kind of open kind of living room space, if you will, in it. And it seems very familiar to me, the interior of this car. So I think that is kind of where the future is going, especially with alternative fuel vehicles. You know, a car that doesn't have a combustion engine in it. Um or a traditional kind of drivetrain tunnel like it is. Like it's either powering, mm-hmm. it's got electric motors on the on both wheels, and there's no need for a, a big drivetrain kind of thing down the center of it. So I think the future there is very telling and, and what they're doing. It's like they're doing it now, and it's going to evolve to that. As far as the exterior stuff goes, I, I don't know. It's It's futuristic. It looks like something out of the 50s, really, that, like, you know, it's what they've been talking about future cars are going to look like for the last 50 years. What our great-grandparents imagine the future to look like. I mean, it's like going to Disney and, you know, before they change it now, they don't have it anymore, but Tomorrowland and Disney had all kinds of concepts like this that reminds me, it's very reminiscent of that. And and that was all born in the 60s. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the the, the one thing that that I don't like about the exterior design is that I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at the Rolls-Royce concept and also the BMW yes. concept. Yes. And those three cars, ex- ex- especially the uh, the the quarter like front end of those three cars, is they have a lot of similarities. So I know it's a, it's I'm kind of stretching it a little bit, but the the thing that I don't like about that is that it's you know, it's it's always the worry about the, the accountants, you know, making decisions and trying to maximize the platforms as much as possible. Granted, that Rolls-Royce platform is never going to be on the mini, obviously, but I, I don't like being the I don't like being the similarities because it, you get a sense of of loss of identity for each specific brand, and and this is something I that bothers me a little bit. Like you're trying to make shortcuts. 
you know, for cost purposes somehow well, or because the design team is pretty much everybody <laughs> on the work on the same stuff. It's interesting, uh, Alex, because yeah. what you're saying is what we've been talking about is going on with the mini brand over the last three years is that mm-hmm. um, they're getting kind of generic and they're losing the individuality and the, the fun aspect of the car. And um, and speaking of that, let me go back also. The one thing I didn't talk about at the JD Power survey, it asked about why you drive, like uh, the, the purposes. And Interesting. It, yeah, and it's it is a good wh- question. What is one of the most important things for you about a car? And one of the options was that it's fun to drive. And that was the highest rating that I put on the survey Nice. About the Mini. That was very important to me that the car is fun to drive. And it asks how Mini was doing that, like how effective it was. And out of, I want to say there were 10 options, I believe I gave it an 8. Wow. Which I got to say is not stellar um, as far as Mini goes. Like back in 2003, I would have given the car a 10. I think all of us would have. Uh, what said this fun to drive it's perfect and we love this car and now it's like yeah it's better than most out there but it's still yeah we're at a we're at a solid b minus right now right um as far as fun to drive alex what are your thoughts on that because talking about the future of the car and where it is now with the f56 on a scale of one to ten your new jcw how fun is it to drive uh it's uh i would say well, it's difficult. I think my response would change over time. I think right now it's probably like a seven, eight. Okay. And once you know, I've again, like I know, I'm not gonna wait, Todd. But after the breaking period, it's probably gonna be between eight and nine, ten, anywhere there. You know, it's gonna depend on my on, on my mood, I guess. Yeah. But a solid, solid eight, ten, I think. Eight, uh, nine. Sorry. Yeah, eight or nine. I I, I yeah. think that's 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 kind of where I am right now too. It's like. I still this car still puts a smile on my face, and some days it's a nine, some days it's an eight, just depending on what it is. And I think for me, like we said, DB, before you got on the show, the times when it's an eight are are things that I could change, like the run flat tires. Right. It's like they do not grip so, well it's enough. Like, it's always the one thing that we always say you should change anyway, and that's one thing everybody complains about is the the ride quality of the mini with the run flat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? Yep. You know what you get with the run flats now, with the performance run flats, the Pirellis. You get one year of road hazard with it. So, Dude, really? yeah, I got one year of if I get a flat tire, it's free. They take care of it. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty good. It's pretty strong because you got to think about it. A new run flat's going to be still two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's super expensive, right? And with the Pirellis that are on there, you get one year, and it's within so many. 30 seconds of, of tread wear. Like, you don't get to drive the piss out of it and, and you know, put 40,000 miles on it in a year and still have it covered. No. But within a certain amount of tread wear in 12 months, I've got free road hazard on these tires. And I'm like, I'm going to drive them for a year and, and get the full value of that. And then winter time, put in winter tires. And then come the spring, I'll put on some conventional tires because, you know, you lose the value after the first year. Well, but and I'm also like, you have like 72 sets of tires in your garage, right? Exactly. Actually, I've been selling them off pretty uh, pretty quickly. So. Excellent. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's something to say. I, I, but as far as the fun factor of the car and where it's going in the future, I think they've done a lot of things good, but I think they've they've disconnected drivers a lot. And, DB, this is something that you harped about even from your R50 to your, to your R56. It's mm-hmm. not as fun to drive, is it? No. And I've got a post getting ready to go up on tvmini.us here uh, explaining how much I really just don't like this car. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's strong. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty strong, but I don't it's think the wrong car for my driving type. Well, and you know what, DB? I don't think you're unique in that thinking. I think a lot of people think the same thing. Yeah, the R fifty six Cooper. That's a great car if you're driving around town. It's a great car if you're doing little road trips. But if you're stuck in stop and go traffic, it sucks balls. It is quite possibly the worst car I've ever driven in traffic ever. Now, if it were not a matter, would you like it better? No, because that automatic's a pile of crap in the R56 <laughs> on the R56. Yeah. I drove that car, remember, from San Diego to Denver. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have enough power to get out of its way. So, no, it's not better. So, yeah. it's, I mean, the stick is the lesser of two evils. It's going to be a post on dbmini.us. Trust me, guys. Keep an eye out for that. And that's a tough one because I think in your, your specific situation when you do a lot of stop-and-go driving and you don't ever get to have fun in it, you're like, <laughs> screw it. I might as well have the cheapest you know ford focus i can find because it's a solid car it's boring to drive but it gets me there and it saves me a whole lot of money right right i mean i'm driving 22 miles 22 miles each way and it takes me you know for in 45 minutes to an hour and i have the way wrong car for that yeah well there's a big discussion and i'm going to give another shout out to our people at philly mini which um, i should actually because the r50 did it so much better anyway go ahead and continue there's, there's a good. there's a big discussion going on over there at, and you have to be a member of it on facebook the Philly mm-hmm. Mini Club, somebody asked the question about, you know, they've got a Mini now, they're driving a Clubman, they're curious what everybody's thoughts are. Should they stick with the Mini or go with something else? And there was really a lot of intelligent discussion going on and really props to people for chiming in. And from from people all the way from the consensus is, listen, the community is worth it to kind of stay in the brand. One, they're like, I still, I made so many friends because of this car, and that's what I like most about it, but I'm not sure I like the new car. And so a bunch of people chimed in. They're like, well, yeah, I still have a Mini, but I also just bought a Ford Focus ST, and it is so much fun. I love the car because I don't like the new Mini. I'm, you know, I've got an old, older Mini, and I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to still you know, go to club things and, and whatnot. So, and, and the discussions were all over the boards as far as you know, what they should do. And um, it'll be interesting to see what these people decide, you know, whether to stick with a Mini or go with something else because, right. you know. Well, I'm still I'm still of the thought that once you get past the overall appearance of the front end of the F56, that, it's, that you go, oh, you know what? I like this car. I do, and considering what's on the road, and I think Alex made this tough decision also, considering what else is out there and for the money, the Mini is still a fantastic car. It is. It is. Like it's uh, – again, like I, I always – like I, I – I don't know. I would be curious to know, like, to have some actual, you know, tangible data about uh, about what people are looking at. But beside the GT, beside the Golf, beside the GTI, right, or the Golf R, and beside the Focus SGRS, mm-hmm. like, what are people looking at? There is nothing else. I mean, in that in that uh, yeah. you know, hatch and stuff, like, what are you looking at? Those cars don't compare because they're all-wheel drive. First of all, the uh, Focus, for example, gets really – it gets sports car gas mileage too. It is not uh, uh, an economy car. It's what, 19 mm-hmm. – stickers, what, 19 and 25 or 26? Uh, you know, sure, you get 150 horsepower through all-wheel drive. But, I mean, that's not a car you're going to drive. And that's the RS. The ST that's, is a little right, bit better. The ST gets the regular Focus right. gas mileage. Right. But at the same time, it's still a Ford, and I think over time it's not going to be as much fun to drive as a Mini. No. But – and the other thing people are looking at in comparison is – I still got to say this – the Fiat, the even the Abarth version of the Fiat 500. And while it is still nowhere near the performance specs of even a Cooper S, a Cooper S will still outdo a, an Abarth 
And I, people are going to argue with me on that, but no, I still say the new Cooper S will outperform the Fiat Abarth 500, Fiat 500 Abarth. Uh, people are still comparing the cars. Yep. Well, and, because and they go, well, the Abarth is cheaper, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. Exactly, it's a whole, it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, exactly. But like a lot deeper, and has a but, and you know, in the Abarth's defense, the one thing that I do like about the Abarth. Um, is it does have that really cool exhaust note. It sounds amazing. That car that sounds, sounds amazing. It's really nice. But so does the new JCW with the pro yeah, exhaust. I mean but that, you got to spend an extra two grand to make it sound like that. Yeah, I mean that Barth. Like you guys are right. Like it sounds really nice. Like I turn my head. Like every time I see one, um, I, I see one uh, on the on the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. We've we've beat the horses uh, uh, completely dead now. <laughs> so we run out of time. In other words. I believe so. I know Alex still wanted to talk a little bit more about Andrew Warmer, but Alex, we're going to have to put a pin in that for me. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Next week, we'll talk about it because uh, I want to watch the full video, and then we can have a discussion. Yeah, yeah. the the one sentence I want to say, like a prelude to next week's show, is that we've been beating on the brand like for the past, you know, the past two months now. The future is interesting. It's it's really interesting. Like, I've I've been very critical. Kind of critical of his of the the video when I first watched it, but after actually you know uh, transcribing it, it's interesting. Interesting. So good stuff to talk about next week. Awesome. There we go. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and be done for this week. Uh, I want to remind you guys a few things really quick before we go. Uh, as we have a mini takes estate that's coming up. I know all your guys' heads are like getting ready to explode off the top of your neck. You are so excited, and I know like every mini Cooper owner in the United States is gonna go. So you guys are gonna make a lot of new friends. And see all of your old friends. Remember, that starts July 9th, runs through July 22nd. Show scheduled during that time? It'll be a little weird. Because our, uh, our man, Todd, he's joining in at Minneapolis and going to Palm Springs. Right, Todd? Yes, that is the plan. That is the plan. And he will be having a, um, a small assortment of products from motoringstripes.com. Yes. Myself with- and AJ will have them starting in Atlanta. Look for, uh, look for AJ in the black-on-black Cooper R56. uh with New Jersey plates. With New Jersey plates. So she will have a selection of Motoring Stripes products um, as well as Todd will once he shows up in Minneapolis. Uh, don't bother trying to order anything Mini Takes Estates related now from MotoringStripes.com because you won't get it in time. They're sold now. They're sold out. They're all Everything's sold, sold out. out anyway. So you can't – and none of, if it wasn't, you couldn't get it before the event anyway. That's right. So, But still, when you get back from Mini Takes Estates, I want you to go over to MotoringStripes.com. Todd will be refilling orders of the Mini Takes Estates stuff that you couldn't get, not to mention – the custom stripes that you can get for your car, the white refrigerator center, the leak kit, the countryman boot protector strip, all the things that you want and need for your mini available at motoringstripes.com because blank is boring. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think that was it. Yes, sir. Yes, perfect. So that's Mini Takes the States. Uh, I'm going to do a quick reminder, a quick shout-out to all the patrons out there in White Roof Radio Land. Thanks for supporting us, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, and with your help, I was able, we were actually able to add a second show underneath the white roof. A lot of you already listened to it. And that, of course, is Ride Bikes Radio. Myself, Brian Dallas. We are talking about riding bikes every week and beer. It's pretty awesome. Go over there and check it out. Ridebikesradio.com. Also available wherever pi- finer podcasts are found. Is it illegal to ride bikes and drink beer at the same time? I mean, can you get a DUI? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. I bet you could. You could, but... I mean, if a, if a cop rolls up on you, I mean, because you're drinking in public, which is illegal pretty much everywhere except for... That's true. Vegas Strip. That's true. So drinking outdoors in public is illegal everywhere on the show on the Las Vegas Strip and maybe like Atlantic City Boardwalk. That's true. Otherwise, yeah. So basically you're drinking in public. So no, yeah, wait, so- wait, wait. You know where else it's not illegal? 
Where? Uh, 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 Savannah, Georgia. And Savannah, Georgia, you can drink on the sidewalk. You That's can, it. yep. Go Savannah. <laughs> 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 anyway, guys, uh, thanks for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. Stick around. And make sure you go find Todd during May Takes the States. We're going to have at least one more show before May Takes the States, and then we'll probably talk to Todd while he's actually out at the event. Um, but I think we're done. We're done? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I have one one question for the San Francisco audience. If anyone knows a self-service uh, car wash, please let me know because I cannot find one. Alex is looking for a good self-serve car wash in uh, the city of San Francisco. Uh, help him out. Feedback, whiteroofradio.com, or leave a note in the show notes. Right. Or ping him on Twitter or wherever. Twitter. Yep. Uh, all right, cool. Thanks, guys, again. Uh, this is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, Game This TV, I'm done. Cheers. A bientôt.